This is Glenn McQuaid. And I'm Larry Fessenden. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you decided to join us on this little journey. I hope you'll take a deep breath now, a deep breath, and just relax and listen with me. Because wherever you think you are, maybe you're settled in your favorite chair. Maybe you're out house hunting for that perfect spot. Let's out! Or you're at the seaside. Or perhaps you're sitting in a darkened room full of those artsy downtown types and trying not to catch anyone's eye, but you just can't resist. Well, look again, listener, for you're no longer where you thought you were. You've crossed over. You're now beyond the veil. Welcome back, listeners. Tipple toddy, moonshine, and hooch. You name it, we drink it here at Tales HQ. And so it was only a matter of time before we got around to penning a tale of tipsy terror and the dangers of drinking Satan's brew, or as we like to call it, red wine. Now, Glenn McQuaid is my trusted collaborator here at Tales from Beyond the Pale, and he managed to make that charming film, I Sell the Dead, and the much-touted tale Trawler from season one, as well as the indie blockbuster VHS, now in theaters. But if I could speak freely, between you and I, he is also a somewhat silly man-child whose penchant for the absurd, macabre, and peculiar does leave one wondering, what on earth is Glenn going to get up to next? Well, folks, it seems tonight we'll have our answer. Here, then, is a tale of winemaking in the Deep South, a sultry tale of sex, seduction, and spirits. So sit back now, and let's have a listen to Glenn McQuaid's The Crush. of growing up of the crush. Stepping barefoot into giant half barrels and stomping the goodness out of grapes was, as a young girl, the highlight of my life. I can still smell the rich, ripe fruit and hear the laughter of family and feel the sense of joy and community. I used to believe nothing could sour a happy memory. How wrong I was. I was born on and grew up on a Georgia vineyard. Not as fancy as, say, Napa Valley, but you could say good wine runs in my blood. It ran in my family for generations until my daddy, 
pickled drunk and bone idle as he was, lost our estate to bad debt and gambling. He never stopped dreaming up new ways of getting our land back. I watched him chase those dreams face down into a ditch where he drowned himself in his own vomit. And as I turned him over and spat my anger down in his face, I promised myself I'd find a way to get my own vineyard and return to the life I was meant for. And that's why I married Tommy. He came with his own land, and barren as they both were, it was better than nothing. Over the years, we managed to produce some wines, all of them the laughing stock of tasting fairs and local plonk rags. It was during these trying times that I took a lover. What else was I to do? You look so beautiful right now, Loretta. And you're a great lay, John. Come on back to bed, so. I ain't done with you yet. I better get back. I said I ain't done with you yet. Tom is getting suspicious. He's been asking a lot of questions. No offense, but he's got more time for those damn crows in the yard than for you. He's not on to us. He's no fool, believe you me. And if he finds out what we've been up to, well, there's no telling what he'll do. I mean it. He's got a temper. Gee, he won't find out. Besides, he's a puppy dog. Tommy wouldn't hurt a fly. Oh, don't let that nice guy act fool you. He grabbed me today, twisted my arm, asked me where I was going. What'd you tell him? I was going into town, run some errands. Will he believe you? I don't know. How hard he grab you? I got a bruise. <laughs> See? He ain't never gonna find out. And if he ever touches you again, you come talk to me about it. Tommy would make love to me like he was laboring the land. All grunts and sweat. By that time, We'd been told we couldn't have children his fault, <laughs> not mine. The only thing I felt was relief. With John, it was different. He was young and virulent, and when he made love to me, I felt like I was lighting up from the inside. Pretty soon, the sex was all I could think about, and that's when my plan began to blossom. Here you go, you beggar. Good thing Lottie can't cook, else I'd have a mind to keep it all to myself. Tommy, stop feeding them crows. They're nothing but trouble for us. Oh, he's okay. Just keeping me company. Here, I thought you could use some refreshment. I fired John today. Just back to you and me for a while. Why'd you do that? Why'd you think? 
Can't afford the help. Not until I get this place up and running. This place is hard, Tommy. A younger man I can... ain't that old, Lottie. And you're gonna have to get your hands dirty for a while. You can do that, can't you? What's that on your arm? My arm? Those bruises? What you been doing, Lottie? I hurt my wrist digging. It's nothing. Ground's loosening. I can feel it. This year it's gonna be different. Better. Much better. John would have understood if you couldn't have paid him for a time. He'd still come round. Oh, yeah? For what? I just mean he's, he's good natured and all. He's what? You know, I hate it when you get all dark and moody like this. <clears throat> just gonna be me and you for a while. So you best get used to it. We don't need nobody else. We need all the help we can get if we want to make this place fertile. The master's eye is the best fertilizer. Don't you forget that. Tommy. What? I can get my hands dirty. You'll see. That's my Lottie. Lottie. I hated that name as much as I hated him. This was a test. My father used to say, life is a test. If you pass, you go to heaven with flying colors, but if you fail, you fall, fall forever. Well, that scared me enough as a young girl, but by the time I saw where it got him, I stopped believing in such nonsense. With each thrust of John's hips, I became less and less scared of living. Each time he was in me, I grew bolder, stronger. Suddenly the idea of reaching out and taking what I wanted from life seemed more than justified. I miss you, Loretta. I miss being near you, even at the venue. I can't see you anymore. What the hell are you talking like this for? And take those glasses off. I want to see you. Next time he's going to kill me. What the hell happened to your face? He threw a glass at me. I just went out with a refreshment foam and he took it. And before I knew what, he threw it at me and it smashed all on the side of my head. Tommy cut you. That's not all he did to me. What'd he do? He... If he... If we weren't married, there's a word for what he did to me, but I'm his and he does whatever he wants to me. I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. John! You know, we're going up there right now and I'm gonna break his nose in two. It's no good. You'll just make him worse. He's gonna kill me. I just know it. He's an animal. He bites me till I bleed. Let's leave tonight. I'm never leaving the vineyard. It's all I have and I'll fight for it. You'll help me, won't you? I love you, Loretta. I'd do anything for you. Bourbon on the rocks. 
What did the doctor say about your face? Oh, it's nothing. You got to be more careful, Lottie. Fall like that could be bad. I'm fine. <laughs> Clumsy is all. <clears throat> Would you like another? You trying to get me drunk? <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> you, us, this place. Another six months, you'll see. The land is richer now. We'll be bottling something decent before you know it. We just need to be a little... Patient? Oh, please. I've been patient. I deserve better. Well, you're gonna be chasing better into your grave, Lottie. Just like your father. We're done, Tommy. It's over. Is that a fact? Yes, it's a fact. You disgust me. You always were weak, Loretta. But damn if you didn't turn out to be greedy, too. I know you've been fooling around with that boy, John. Yes, we've been fooling around. And that don't make you angry? Like I said, you're weak. Thought you'd tire of him like you tire of everything else. Just some childish crush you got going on. We did it right here. Him pushing up inside of me. It was heavenly. And on your favorite chair over there. And in the kitchen. And there against that wall where our wedding picture hangs. <laughs> He's still in me, Tommy. I can feel him inside of me. I can still feel him all over me and taste him too. You're sick, Lottie. Sick as an old dog and content on making a damn fool out of yourself. He's in love with me. I like that. Well, then you best be packing your bags if that's what you want. I'll never walk away from land again. This place is mine. <clears throat> Hell, it is. <clears throat> I'd... <clears throat> What's the matter, Tommy? Feeling a little woozy? Got a woozy feeling? Call me an ambulance. Call it. What's that, Tommy? You'd like me to call you an ambulance? Well, you're a fucking ambulance. Poison. You. Rat poison. It's perfect. Help me, John. He knows everything. He's going to kill me. Please help me. Help me. You murder. Stay right there, would you? came at me with an axe. He was going to kill me. It was self-defense. Oh, Christ! What have you done, Loretta? His face is gone. Oh, we have to call the cops. Oh, they'll never believe us. They'll throw us both in jail. 
We have to think carefully about this. He was hurting you. They'll never believe us. I ain't going to jail. What are you saying? We have to bury him. <gasps> oh, Christ, he's alive! Oh, you bitch. John, help us! Stop him! Get over her! I killed him. Finally, my own vineyard. He was going to kill you. We'll turn this place around. In a few years, we'll... Now! What are we going to do now? We'll bury him. Bury him? In the vineyard. It'll do the soil some good. Nobody will find him out there. That's deep enough. Come on, it's getting bright. Those birds. I'll plant some vines over the grave. They've seen the whole thing. Yes, vines will hide him. They're mourning him. No one will ever find him. They're judging us. No one will care. In a few weeks, all of this will be nothing but a bad memory. No one will ever know. They'll know. What if they dig him up? Oh, they'll find a way. I know they will. I'll get a gun, shoot them out of the sky. We're done if they tell. Now listen to yourself. They're birds, dumb birds. John was more sensitive than I thought. In the nights that followed, I'd wake to his desperate, mournful screams. I came to the conclusion that in dealing with Tommy, I perhaps broke John. I filed the missing persons report for Tommy, but convinced the police that Tommy finally had had enough of both me and the land and upped and left us both. Months turned to years and John retreated further and further into himself. He'd spend his days in bed and his nights withdrawn, moody. His looks faded too and I began to resent having to look after another wounded man-child. Still, Tommy remained quietly below and over the years, and to everybody's surprise, we actually started producing palatable wines. Though I found them nothing short of a miracle, we found no favor at the state wine fair, and the press was as ever less than desirable. In desperation, I hired an established and well-regarded grower and advisor, Barton Ford. If word were true, he could turn any two-bit vinegar hill into the toast of the town. He knew every wine critic intimately, he was a prospect I found very much attractive. Your land, it's fruit. It's utterly subpar. I can't see how I can be any help to you. It's admirable that anything is growing here at all, but these fruit, they're more suitable for, for... Vinegar? I was going to say raisins, but yes, you get the point. When I first came to this place, it was a quarry. 
a dry pit. People laughed at me back then, too, but damn it, I'm close. Determination has gotten you as far as it's going to, I'm afraid. These grapes are not even second-rate. Nothing here is worth my time. Look around us. It's clear to me that this land is not suitably fer... What's the matter? That wild patch. Over there. What's that? That mound? Oh, it's nothing. Just weeds. Nothing of interest. The crows seem to disagree. Really? I think you should be getting on your way. Let's just take one last look. Over here. Oh. This is interesting. Look at these. I never come to this spot. It's just so feckin'. Feckin's not such a bad thing. Look, these vines, they're parched yet surviving. Neglected yet improvising. Against the odds, they're winning their fight for survival. I must taste one. Perhaps my trip out here wasn't such a waste of time. These grapes are quite promising. Don't look so worried. I think we can make something out of your vineyard after all. May I call you Loretta? I'd like that. Look at the crows, they know. What are you doing here? Good God, man, you nearly took my head off. John, go back to the house. You you need your rest. You, you shouldn't be here. You said we'd never... John, this is Barton Ford. He's going to be helping us with the vineyard from now on. You don't like the crows either, huh? Good. Because they know a good thing when they see it. They're just after the grapes. It's not the grapes they're after. Go inside, John. Your nerves are getting the better of you. It's us they want. I'm going now and get some rest. And I thought this place couldn't produce fruit. How wrong was I? (laughs) (laughs) We have to take these grapes and spread them all over the vineyard. What's the matter? Do... do we have to dig them up? No, we mustn't disturb them. We just need some clippings to clone. Everything gets ripped up, though, and gets replaced with these fighters. That's such a big undertaking to start over. It'll be worth it, and I'll be here to guide you through it all. You return to the state fair with the offerings of these gems, and you will leave with the gold. Over the next year, we tore up every inch of land and planted the clones from Thomas' grave. It chilled me to think about it at first, but when I saw how they took to the rest of the land, I put their history to the back of my mind. John grew more reclusive, and before long, I lost all interest in him. He quickly became a sort of running joke between Barton and I, something to amuse us as we waited patiently to see if all our hard work would pay off. Then one evening, our wait was over. Well then, Loretta, are you as nervous as I am? More. Don't be. I can't help myself. Let's have a sniff then, shall we? Well? It's good. 
It's more than good. Have some. No, I can't. I can't. Not yet. But you must. It's spectacular. What's the matter? You, why are you looking at me like that? Nothing's the matter. Why won't you drink it? Brings back bad memories, is that it? Brings back Tommy. You're tasting? Ah, here he is, your partner in crime. Barton, what's gotten into you? John, you must have a glass with me, or am I to drink alone? I'll drink it. Good. After all, you're as responsible as this conniving bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's come over me. I, I apologize. But you're right. I am responsible. John, what, go back to your room. No, I want to taste it. It's rancid. Go to your room, John. It's acrid and bloody. Like murder. John! Like murder of... Go back to your room, now! You know what it tastes like. That's why you won't touch it. He's really getting worse. Why do you put up with him? A murder of crows. That's what he was getting at. That is what we'll call it! Oh no, Barton, it's too macabre. Lottie, my dear... This is the wine that will put you on the map. What did you say? This will put you on the map. On the map. The very thought of it was palate cleansing. Barton left town to prepare for our launch at the state wine fair. He'd been gone all day. Enough time for me to get rid of the ticking time bomb that was John. John? John? I need you to help me outside, please, John. I really need your help, please. I I know things have been crazy lately, but I do need you. I'll never not need you. You said it was all going to be a bad memory, but it's not. It's still here. It's always going to be here. If it's here that's been upsetting you, then we'll leave. If that's what you want, we'll get out of here. But you're lying. I swear on my daddy's grave, I'm not lying. I'll I'll sell this place. What about Bob? You're the only guy I need. Please, I need you in the vineyard now. That damned mower, it's stuck again. I need you to clean the blaze. It won't take long. I'll help you. Our lawnmower was industrial strength, and as it sliced John's head down to his neck in five seconds flat, I reminded myself to go online later and give it a five-star rating. 
I folded and pushed the rest of John into the blades. Then, red from head to toe, I cleaned up, showered, and prepared for bed where I slept peacefully until something woke me in the middle of the night. I leapt out of bed and ran to the window. That's when I saw him, Tommy, looking right at me. I turned away from the window and there he was right in front of me. Covered in muck and gnarled vines, half of his face still missing. And perched on his shoulder, a mean old crow pacing back and forth, looking ready to pounce on me. I've come to take you with me. His cold, maggot breath made my stomach turn. His rotten arms stretched forward slowly. I wanted to scream, but couldn't. Come with me. you? To your stinking grave? You must be joking. I've got something in store for you, Lottie. And you're not going to make it. Go on with you. Get back to your grave. You, you don't belong up here. Just then, the crow on Tommy's shoulder pecked and plucked out an eye from his blackened face. It didn't swallow it, just kept it there in its beak, so both eyes kept on staring at me. The master's eye is the best fertilizer, Lottie. Remember that. And with that, he was gone. And I woke up to a cold and empty room. Finally, it was the day of the wine fair, and exhausted as I was, I was not going to let the last few days get in the way of this, my day. So, you've decided to grace us with your presence. I'm honored. I'm sorry. I'm afraid I've exhausted myself over the last few weeks. Well, you're here now. Let's enjoy the fruits of our labor. I've waited for you to drink with me, and now I'm parched. Let's get some into you, for there's none left. No, no. I'm, I'm not in the mood. It's strange that you go to all this trouble and not taste the fruits of your labor. Well, if you won't drink it, I will. Ugh, I knew when I spotted these grapes that they were fighters. You can taste the determination in the glass. It's got a metallic hit to it. Uh, just sort of rolls down the throat like blood. Next up, folks, we have a pizza from Bleakside. I want you to taste it, Lottie. You must. I will. After the result. In the meantime, you need to slow down. I'll slow down when I'm finished with the bottle. I intend to get drunk, and if you're not going to join me, 
I'm sure this lot will once they've had a taste. You don't know what you're missing, Lottie. Don't call me that. I can think of a few other choice names for you if you like. I bet poor old John's pretty cut up not to be here right now, eh, Lottie? Next up we have about us crows. And Tommy, I bet Tommy wishes he could be here to see this right now. Am I right, Lottie? Stop calling me that. No one calls me that. Not anymore. Not bad at all, am I right, folks? Look, they can't get enough. They love it. Give us more. Just keep pouring. Keep pouring. Why are they looking at me like that? Congratulations, you vile bitch. What's happening? You are proud of yourself, aren't you? All the better for what lies ahead for you, Lottie. Stop it! Stop it, all of you! Stop looking at me! Yes, it will soothe your nerves! No, I said... I'm not taking no for an answer! Oh, you cut me! You should have come with me when you had the chance! Get away from me! The master's eye is the best fertilizer. What's happening? I've got something in mind for you now, Lottie. <laughs> but you're not gonna like it. Barton, help me. Now to the fun part of the evening. Everyone, shoes off and grab hold of her. What's happening? It's time for the crush. The crush? No! Get your hands off of me! All of you! Get away! You should have listened to me, Lottie. I warned you! Martin, no! I told you you lived to regret it! Oh, Christ, Tommy, no! I was a good husband to you! No, Tommy, no, please! Everybody, Uncle Fetzy, hold it down! Help us! of the wine wore off and the hangover set in. That people wondered what happened to me and to their lost afternoon in wine country. When they finally found me, they were dumbstruck and horrified and blissfully ignorant of their deeds. The only ones to remember my fate were the witnesses that circled above. my happiest memories of the crush. I used to believe that nothing could sour a happy memory. How wrong I was. Well, 
That left a slightly sour aftertaste. <laughs> I'm not sure whether to spit or swallow. But one thing's for sure, I'll never take my wine for granted again. Who knew how much sin there is in Sinfandel? <laughs> Until next time, folks, this is Fezenden signing off. You have just listened to The Crush, written and directed by Glenn McQuaid and featuring the voice talents of Sean Young, James LeGros, John Sparadakis, Matt Huffman, Larry Fessenden, and featuring the live studio audience of Dixon Place. Featuring Julian Maley on piano and Sam Sadaguski on clarinet and flute. Live sound design by John Morris and live foley by Sean Brennan and Clay McLeod Chapman. Sound recorded by Jeff Seeley. Tonight's show was performed live at Dixon Place and stage managed by Sarah Jones and produced by Larry Fessenden and Glenn McQuaid for Glass Eye Picks in association with Clay McLeod Chapman of Fearmongers. The Crush was mastered by John Morris at Digit Audio NYC. Copyright Glass Eye Picks 2013.